0: Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life. Through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am I I don't even know if I can fully transmit how turned on I am about my guest today. (laughs) So I am here with Nicole Mitchell. Um, Hi, Nicole. Thanks for being here. Hi,
1: thanks for having me.
0: Oh my gosh, girl. The pleasure is all mine. I can just, even just as we're entering this conversation, I can literally feel my body heating up. (laughs) Because that is just what you transmit in mm. the world. So Love it. Thank you for being here. So I want to tell, um, tell my audience a little bit about you. And then also, I want to share what you mean to me in the world. Mm. Because you've already had an impact on my life. I don't even think I fully shared mm. that with you. Um, so I want people to know about that. Um, so Nicole, um, as she says, has gone from being a good girl to a free woman. Mm -hmm. Um, she went from being a pastor to a now stripper. She made, you know, she went from making very little or no money to now having, you know, normal months or 30K to 100K. Just she is just the embodiment of wealth to me Mm -hmm. and what it looks like for a woman to really receive and be able to see her own wealth in the world. Um, And, you know, I think another part of her journey that I'll highlight is just the like having getting lost in other people's opinions. Um, And then going from that to now just really trusting her intuition and the voice inside of her that says, okay, like I'm turned on about something. I want this thing. I should go for it.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, this is so good.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. And so, so Nicole, I, um, I was, I, well, meat is a strong word. Um, I, <laughs> uh, came across Nicole, um, in a group that I was in, in December, um, with a couple of, I, I would call them coaches, right? Like, um, And, uh, and basically, you know, working on getting PR and just being seen in the world. And um, Nicole came in uh, to this group as a guest speaker to just say, Hey, like, it is safe to have your message in the world. Do not hold back, like go all in and basically like you can do it. And I was completely inspired uh, by you, Nicole, from that, from that very moment, I was like, I have to connect with this woman. But the other thing that happened, which I don't know that I've shared with you is that last year, maybe I did last year, I had a desire to be a stripper. Okay, Mm. And, you know, like and just the whole thing, just the objectification and the outfits and just being desired and being out with my sex. You know, I really like I really desired that. And I told my coach that at the beginning of the year, she was like, what's a desire you have that you don't want to tell anyone? Mm. (laughs) And I was like, I want to be a stripper. (laughs) And I then, yeah, right. So I'm like, okay, we were just meant to connect. And um, so I was able to fulfill that desire. um, Last summer with some friends, I got to play the whole thing out. And it was just this super Mm. hot thing that I really got to like step into. And then after I, but I hadn't told like, you know, my friends knew about it, but I hadn't really shared it with my audience online. And so I heard you and your message. And after that, I was like, fuck it. I am going to share this with the world. So if you go to my Instagram, you'll see there is a photo Yes, just in my little stripper outfit with dollar bills, like all over the place. (laughs) So hot. And I really wanted you to just get your impact because from mm. that post, so many women got turned on. Yes. There is a ripple effect. You know, like yeah. so many women messaged me and were like, oh, thank you for the approval. And I have a secret mm. desire. And, you know, it was like the response was just overwhelming. Mm. And that all started with you and the level of
1: approval. That you have. That is amazing. I'm and now I have to go to your Instagram and see this yeah. picture and like love on it. This is incredible. Yeah. Fuck yes.
0: Yeah. So, um, with that, just thank you
1: for being here
0: and thank you for the work that you do in the world.
1: Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. And that means so much to me because I remember when I was challenged by our coaches in that group to come out publicly with my that story. It was private. My friends all knew like, and I was terrified because who says that much like, and, and like the scrutiny and the, the trolling I was so afraid of. And yet I am so glad that I just owned my story and put it out there because as you know, it's paid off big time. I'm making the most money I've ever made. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'm being interviewed around the world. Like my life has taken off since owning my story, not just privately, but publicly like you just did. And like, it's amazing the healing and the liberation and the results we can get when we do that. So that just makes me so happy that you've done it yourself.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and really I'm going through that journey right now. The, the very same journey of just mm-hmm. being a woman in the world that's expressed in her sex. And every time I post something, I'm just like, okay, well, I can't ever take this back. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just, we're just going all in and you've yes. given me so much approval for that.
1: It that makes me <laughs> so happy. It makes me, nothing makes me happier than a woman fully free. And however she chooses to express herself, however she chooses to dress, like that's her prerogative. That's her right. She gets to do what she wants. That's what I want for all women at the end of the day. Know what you want, do what you want, have what you want. That is a recipe for a really beautiful life.
0: Totally. Totally. I 100% agree. We are sisters on this path, woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, well, now I just want to get right in, um, you know, to your story. And, you know, I think you just have, you have so much wisdom um, to share. And, you know, I just want to go back, you know, backtrack just a little bit um, into, well, first of all, that you were a female pastor I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Tell me about that. And, you know, sort of just bring us back, um, you know, to set the stage. And, and you know, the one of the reasons I do this on, on my show is not just for a like, OK, let's, you know, have a history, but. It, one of the things that I care about is the shame conversation, you know, and where are just normalizing for people that we all come from a background and most of us come from a background where we experience shame. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to hear a little bit about that and maybe through that lens, um, take us back.
1: Yes. Oh, I love this. So <sighs> I grew up in a really religious home and environment. I was raised Baptist. And even in that community, women are not allowed to be leaders. Our job is to be a wife and a mother. We are in the kitchen or in the nursery. And as a natural leader, I've picked up on that message very early where my belonging was. And it wasn't in the spotlight. It wasn't on stage. It wasn't using my gifts and talents in the way I thought I wanted to, but in the way that I had been prescribed to use them. And so when I decided to come out as a pastor that was like the big first scandal in my adult life okay Um, I I
0: just love this by the way like can we just appreciate the scandal of the year (laughs) a woman coming out to be a pastor I
1: mean it's sort of like wild to wrap my head around that (laughs) in the 21st century we're not talking like a 100 years ago we're talking modern day that this is a big big scandal for my community and my people and my family and it felt like a coming out moment before we before I even came out as queer which is a whole nother part of my story but even even growing up in that environment though I've always been an incredibly sensual and sexual human my mom would always comment it on it as a kid and then I never even really knew what she meant but she'd say now and then like you're so sensual Nicole and I'd be (laughs) like yeah I, I am So it's always been there. And yeah, I learned very quickly that you can't talk about wanting to be a stripper in your Sunday school group. (laughs) You can't share about your dreams to dance in a pole with your youth group friends. So I learned very quickly to like hide my desires and think maybe I was crazy or maybe these were wayward desires that were trying to lead me astray and never fully give myself permission to be who I really wanted to be and do what I really wanted to do. And that's when I committed to being the good girl I was trained to be. And it took all the way until my mid thirties to liberate myself oh. and become the free woman I was always meant to be.
0: Wow. Well, and what were you thinking? Gosh, that's just, I, yeah, I just want to sit in that a minute, like what it took for you to stand up and say, oh, I'd like to be a leader in that environment. Yeah. You know, never, mm-hmm. never mind. I mean, what it's like, um, you know, I think it's hard enough in, in the world in general, no matter what environment mm-hmm. you're in as a woman. Uh, but especially in that environment, that really yeah. takes something.
1: Yeah, it was hard, and and even though they had like this, because it was never like overtly taught that women can't lead, it was just absorbed. It was caught. You, you look around, and all the leaders are male, and mm-hmm. everyone in the kitchen, the nursery are female. So you picked up on the messaging really young, without them saying anything, just by how they run and operate everything. Yeah. And so, as a natural leader, though, they saw my gifts and my calling, so they would try to like, let me speak at little youth group events and try to give me little opportunities that were like appropriate for a young woman. Um, and then in college, I had this dream to like go on stages and speak to thousands of people, but as a woman, I'm not allowed to, because you can't speak to a mixed gender audience. I can only speak to women or to children. So to work my way around that, I would call myself a motivational speaker because I can't be on stage as a pastor but I will be allowed to be on stage and talk to all the humans and all the genders. If I say I'm a speaker, it's like just dumb gymnastics, same thing. And like, there's like these, these dumb little, like things they try to do to make, to modify the difference. Like if you're as a pastor, you get like a special podium, but if you're a speaker, you get like a music stand. That's how we distinguish these differences. It's so, so trite and silly, but that's what you have to do when you're trying to work within these super strong confines. And find wiggle room to like shine your light and be who you really are. So I Mm -hmm. focused on being a speaker um, because I never thought I could be anything more than that. Wow.
0: Well, and what were you thinking at the time? Like, What was going through your head as you were like noticing, oh, I think I'm a sexual being and I think I'm a leader, but there's no place for this. What was the dialogue you were having with Mm. yourself?
1: Yeah, it's interesting when you are raised in an environment where your desires are kind of demonized, like you can't trust yourself they're leading you astray um, and especially anything sexually related. So I didn't know what to do with it. I remember in middle school dreaming of being a stripper, which I don't even know where that came from because it's not like I ever was exposed to anything like that. But there is this desire to perform and to be sexual. I remember in eighth grade watching the movie Titanic and it's the scene where Kate Winslet's naked and the camera pans across her body on the couch and thinking, I wanna be that someday. I wanna be on a couch naked and like have my body taking pictures of like, as an eighth grader in college and I went to a really small Christian Bible college, I watched Coyote Ugly and I was like, I wanna dance on bar tops. Like, so all these moments that have like these desires like burning within me wow. and just so you have, just so you know, yeah. A year ago, I got to dance on a bar top for the first time in my life, and it was one of the happiest days of oh. my life. I brought my coyote, ugly dreams to life, people.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: It's never too late. So
0: hot. Oh, it's I so guess. hot. I love. Oh, oh I love gosh. your desire. Oh my gosh, I am it's ready. So for hot times to for, for times when we can dance on bars. That to open some someday we'll see. Yep. Totally. Again. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you, now what did you actually, so you started having, I really, the thing I'm getting from this is you, you were present to your desires, right? Like you actually, I I, I think the thing I want to point out is that you gave them a little bit of airtime. Like you flirted with your desires. Yeah.
1: Flirted is a good word. Not much airtime. said flirt. (laughs) Yeah. And then be afraid that something's wrong with me and stuff it back down.
0: Yeah, that's what I was curious
1: about. Is like, what happened to those? Yeah, Yeah, they kind of just simmered under the surface. I mean, and then even when I, I had my kids, I have three little kids. And I remember after my second kid, I looked up pole dancing classes. And I'm like still super involved in the church. I'm like full on mommy mode. And there's still this desire of wanting to be sexy and desirable and perform and connect with my body and like give this gift to others. Um, and then like, when, like, I didn't know if I could do that. So then I started going to clubs, like just once a week, late at night with my friends. Cause I felt like I had no purpose outside of like breastfeeding and not sleeping all night, every night. And that was like my one escape, which I think it was more than escape. It was like coming home to myself one night a week. I could feel like me, this is me fully expressed. This is me in my sensuality. This is me being Nicole, not mommy, not wife, not anything other mm-hmm. than me so these so, some people look at my story and think, like, "Oh, she went crazy. She went off the deep end. What's wrong with her?" But when they hear these parts of my story, they're like, "Oh, those desires were always there. She finally just gave permission to herself to honor those desires.
0: oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, I love that you bring that, that up, like what people think, right. When they hear the word, like, like stripper, right. It comes with all these sort of like conceptions, you know, but just even as I'm uh, feeling into you in this conversation and witnessing you, the thing I really feel is Um, Yeah, this wasn't like, sure. Is there some wild and crazy? Maybe. Um, But it's like, this is like a deeply, deeply soft, like a
1: softening. Mm, And so sacred. It's (laughs) so sacred. Right. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Well, and tell me a
0: little bit about that. And, you know, at some point, I think I'm going to go back to the, uh, you know, kind of following your trajectory. But now that we're on this sacred thing, I I want to I'm curious about that Um, and how you're obviously you've come way out with your sexuality. And I'm curious to hear how this has impacted your relationship with God or the divine or, you know, however you relate um, to your divinity.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I have never felt more divine, more holy, more spiritual in my life mm-hmm. for two main reasons. I eliminated the middleman, which for me was religion, church, dogma, all the things. Jesus for me, Jesus, like Jesus isn't isn't in the middle between me and God anymore. Yep. So I el- eliminated the middleman. I have direct access to God. God and I are one. And I'm I'm fully owning who I am. I'm fully embodied and fully expressed. There's nothing more sacred than that because I'm no longer living in duplicitous energy with myself where I felt like I was at inner conflict or inner war. I'm fully integrated and good God, it feels amazing. There's no more conflict or turmoil. There's total peace and joy and clarity and purpose and passion. And I love what I do.
0: Totally. well, and you know, what what I hear in that is, um, you are not to make this super masculine, but your life is in full integrity, oh, totally. Like it's yep. just like your thoughts, mm-hmm. your actions, and your words mm-hmm. there that you're there's no space between those. It's just mm-hmm. all one thing. and you yep. just
1: get to transmit, yes,
0: whatever is coming out of you.
1: Yeah, I feel in full alignment. And what's beautiful is when we are in full integrity with ourselves and our truth and full alignment, obviously it blesses you, but it blesses everyone around me. Like the my clientele and fans that I have, like I can't tell you how many message, messages I get about the impact, the vibration, the freak, the thing they feel for me is so deep and so pure. And it's healing, and it's inspiring, and it's invigorating. It's so much bigger than what we tend to limit to, like just just like this separate, fragmented sexuality. It's a whole embodiment experience for me and for my people. And I, I truly believe sex work heals the world from the inside out. And I and I'm so happy to be yeah. part of it. It's incredibly sacred.
0: Oh, yes, mm-hmm. uh, sex work does heal the world. It does. It I does. Totally believe I'm like if we could just focus on turning women on, <laughs> then we would be in a totally different world.
1: Yeah. Oh, girl. Oh, we can talk so much about that. I am so. I mean, we'll just make a little rabbit trail. We'll come yeah, back sure. to wherever you want to go. Yeah. I, mean, I am so passionate about women receiving pleasure, allowing pleasure, expecting pleasure, demanding pleasure, mm. and orgasms. Um, I'm like on those like personal crusader campaign to help women have as many orgasms and the best orgasms of their life by first like speaking about it bringing out telling my own story um you know in my marriage for 12 years I never had one orgasm for my partner and I never told anyone I had a lot of shame around that um I thought I was broken and once I came out with it I had so many women reach out to me saying oh my god me too oh my god me too And I was like, wait, what? And then I got pissed. I got pissed on a collective level. Like I was okay maybe with me experiencing that really. But once I saw how many women were experiencing this, I like, I started being a lot more vocal about it and saying, women, you have the right to demand orgasms. You have the right to demand them from your partner. Like that is like a non-negotiable for me now in my relationships. And now like my life has completely pivoted 180 in my own sex life. Like the amount of pleasure and orgasms I receive like has been so healing for myself because I thought I went I went from thinking I was broken to being like, oh, I just needed someone who was like sexually compatible and connected and would be patient and help learn my body and help me learn my body. And it's been this incredibly healing experience for me, for my partner, for the world. Totally. That's oh, my rant. <laughs> this is a rabbit
0: hole that I'm wildly interested in. And again, yes. I'm just seeing all the synchronicities in our paths uh, because I, as of the age of 32, I had never had an orgasm.
1: Mm, thank you for sharing that. Oh, That is a lot more common it's, than people realize.
0: So, yeah. So I think it's like 10 to 15% of women are not having orgasms. and, And my estimation is that number could be higher. I don't even know. Oh, totally. They're measuring this. And then there's a whole, I mean, you know, other percentage of, you know, 60 to 70% of women who are just not satisfied in their sex lives, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that you're hitting on, which is something that's so important to me, is women really owning their turn on and taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. So saying to their partner, hey, like, this is how I wanna feel. This is how I want you to touch me. This is what feels good. And
1: really owning that. Yep. I love it. It's so important. And even like, I think that stat is much higher because there's even people like me that I was having orgasms from a very young age, but I didn't know that's what it was. Because (laughs) in porn and in movies, it's like this big dramatic, you're on your back and you're arched and like screaming and yelling. Mm -hmm. And I'm on my tummy and quiet. And like, it's very subtle. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just thought like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what I I feel good, but I didn't know that that was my version Mm -hmm. of an orgasm until I was uh engaged or early married and I was reading a sex book and and he explained like the pulsing of your vagina. And I was like, Oh, that's what it is. I thought it required screaming and arching, but it could be like this quiet pulsing, which I do all the fucking time. So I just think there's just so there's just not enough conversation and openness Mm -hmm. about pleasure and sex, especially for women.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I have, you know, now that I've been sharing this, you know, publicly about my orgasm story, you know, I have women reaching out who are like, I don't know. I don't think I have, but I'm not sure. Right. And it's like, we aren't given any tools to know how our bodies are and Mm -hmm. how, like, what it's like to really receive as a woman.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, um, so tell me about, um, you know, obviously you've had to navigate through so much, uh, so many layers of shame and people saying things and disagreeing with you and being triggered by you. Tell me about
1: what that's been like. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> where just three words either brings out the lovers or the haters when people hear pastor turn stripper there's no neutral response (laughs) you're either really pissed or you're really inspired and so and and just how we are as humans I can get a thousand positive comments and one real zinger Mm -hmm. and that zinger burns because I'm just a really sensitive tender soul believe it or not and and I it takes it hurts and it's and I think like it actually hurts when they attack me personally. And then when they insult me as a mother, mm-hmm. it doesn't like hurt me. It pisses me off because you have no room to like criticize or bring my children into the conversation. So it's just like this dance of, I have nothing to prove. I'm not here to convince anyone of anything. I'm living my life. I'm living my truth. And I want that to inspire you to do the same thing. But mm-hmm. if I trigger you, our triggers reveal everything about us has nothing to do with the other person, and when the when the few trolls do leave their hate comments on my my social media, it just reveals their own pain and their own fears and that they haven't dealt with, and instead of projecting onto me, and I know that I'm a life coach, I right. see it. Still hurts, um, and so I'll let most of them go if they're being really mean or really cruel. I I block. Like I have no problem. It's a block party. We're gonna have fun. Um, <laughs> it's a block party. Yeah. But I think just like you said at the beginning of this conversation, how like, how it's helped you and healed you. And that's why I keep doing it firstly for me and how much it's healed and transformed and up-leveled my life. And the fact that it's helping so many other people, like I'm not stopping. I'm only just beginning.
0: Yeah, totally. That's, that's the thing I've been saying. I'm like, if one woman's life is impacted and she has more approval for her desire because of what I'm posting, then it's worth it. I'm more interested in that than in what people think.
1: Yep. It's amazing too, how just, again, just like as a kid, the messages we absorb are more caught than taught, right? We pick up on messaging. And that's why I love my Instagram so much because I post sexy pictures almost every day. And then I'll see people who are following me start like testing their waters and posting a little bit sexier and a little, and I just like, I see the ripple effect and it's not necessarily about trying to be sexy. It's just being free. What, like do what you want, be what you want, wear what you want, say what you want. I think like as women, we were taught from a young age to self-censor our words, our feelings, our desires, our bodies, our expression. And it takes years into adulthood to unlearn and peel back. All of that, just to return to who we always were—a free woman, a free human. So I love being that leader. I love being that trailblazer to help pave the way for any of everyone else coming up behind me to make it a little bit easier for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think this can deeply impact you know uh, anyone of any gender, but especially with women, there is something that happens inside of sisterhood when like you know the when the approval train comes through
1: <laughs> yes
0: yep you know there's something like, that come t- on board come on yeah board. Like everybody get on yep. board And the next thing you know that woman's giving more approval for to herself and then it's like there's just this whole like we were talking about at the beginning there's this whole chain of events that happens and it just has to start with one woman being willing to be bright
1: yes That's why we heal the world from the inside out. It starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with us. And it ripples out from there. You want to change the world? Change your life and you will. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Well, tell me, so um, obviously there's a lot, uh, when when we say the word stripper, right? There's a lot of ways that could be interpreted. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about, you know, kind of like how you've, uh, how you've landed in that industry, the business that you've built and just that whole journey. Cause I know you, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't start out as like, oh, I'm a really successful stripper, right? You had to like start mm-hmm. from somewhere. So totally. tell me, yeah, just tell me a little bit about that
1: journey. I love that. Yeah, I think every human has the right to self-identify and we know when I was trying to figure out my story, my friend would jokingly call me she's like you're a pastor turned prostitute and I like love yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yes, cuz I have no problem combining sex and money. I think they actually go really beautiful hand in hand and create really healing, powerful, transformative, orgasmic experiences. Yeah. Um, but like obviously it's illegal for so many dumb reasons. In the US and it's really triggering. So I'm like, okay, that's probably a little too strong for the world, even though I personally dig that title. So I was trying to find a word that wasn't as bold. So I was like, I think, you know, pastor stripper has a good rhyme, it matches my story. But it I'm also not a traditional stripper. I don't strip in a club. Um yeah. and never have. And if I ever did, I'm I'm open to it. I probably only do it in a queer strip club. I love queer strip clubs. Um, but I do all my work online and I get paid to take my clothes off. So that's kind of how I came up with my term. Right. And cause I'm like, what am I, am I, am I a sex worker? Hey, let's just, stripper?
0: Like, let's just pause for a second. I just want everybody to really be able to appreciate and digest that. I get paid to take my
1: clothes off. It's the best game ever. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Not saying you should quit your job and become a stripper, but I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me, what do you love about it? Oh my God. I remember when I did my first boudoir shoot almost two years ago now. And I remember, and this is when I like hadn't done anything like that. And as I'm like taking off my clothes, and wearing the sexy lingerie. I remember thinking to myself, Oh my God, I was meant to take my clothes off. And it sounds so silly, but it, it came from my soul. Like, mm-hmm. this is like who I am. I feel like so alive and embodied and expressed. Like, mm-hmm. so now that I get paid to do something I would do probably for free, um, mm-hmm. cause I love it so much, but obviously I, I charge for it and I make really good money. Cause I believe your gift and your talent and your passion gets to be highly compensated for. Um, and so it just makes it such a win-win I get to do something I love people get to experience this really beautiful, authentic experience. To me, it's not performative. Even as like a performer, it's so genuine and real. And then I get to be compensated beautifully for it. Everyone wins. Um, and I've had so many of my fans. So I do all my work on OnlyFans, which I am mm-hmm. just so grateful OnlyFans exists because it's given so many women and just people in general a platform to create any content, especially sexy content from the confines of your own home. Like... I, the joke was when the COVID hit, we all became cam girls. And I'm like, yes, because we're all on Zoom and doing work, but like, um, yeah. we all were given this incredible opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, a, it is, it's a really beautiful thing to do what you love for people who genuinely appreciate what you do and get paid for it. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be for everyone, no matter what you love to do.
0: Mm. That's just gorgeous. And I can feel how much it just lights you up and nourishes you.
1: It does. It's incredible. You guys <laughs> can come join my OnlyFans because something I take pride in too is I just do it differently from so many other content creators. I think every woman and creator has the right to do their way and yeah. find your niche and honor your personality. And yep. I love how mine is so sexy and so soulful. Mm. And when you get access to me in ways no one else does, and I'm very, I live a very open and honest life on social media, but I save like the deep and intimate and personal and powerful for my only fans people. And it's just a transformative container. And mm. it brings me so much joy every day.
0: Uh, yeah, I love that, you know, because it's, um, again, I think there's just so many preconceived notions that people have about sex work. Right. Totally. It gets such, I mean, I think it gets a negative rap in the world. And, um, I just, I love the, I haven't even seen your only fans now. I'm like, I need to subscribe. Um, I'm doing. And, <laughs> come on in. Um, and, but, but what I, what I hear is it's, I mean, just that, you know, the deep grounded soulful work, like that is so different than pornography, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Like Yeah. Yeah. And I've had so many people ask me that, like, um, if I'll ever do hardcore and I just like, you know, I have no problem. Everyone has their niche, but for me, that's where I feel like my gifting is in the adult industry is I bring the intimacy back into it. I bring the authenticity, I bring the passion. So any content I create, it is from a genuine, deeply connected, passionate place. Um, and so whoever I, if I create content with someone is from a deeply intimate, real recording. Yeah. It's not like, just like, hey, let's just do this thing and do it because people want it. Um, it's because right. I want to, and it's with someone I feel really connected to. And people feel that. And that's my gift, I feel like, to the porn industry, um, is bringing ah. that intimacy back into it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, I just, you know, I've, have, I have no idea. I haven't like deeply studied the porn pornography market and I am I myself am not really much of a consumer of pornography, but, um, but I will say this, uh, this fest, have you heard of the hump festival? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. You got to look it up. It is uh, like an annual, like, basically it's like an amateur film festival where like just normal people create, um pornography but it is I love it because it is just so it's authentic yes real you just feel like oh my god I'm like in these people's living rooms and like Mm -hmm. whatever that person just farted or what you know like Mm -hmm. it's like a real portrayal of what actually happened in the intimate sexual experience, and and that's why I love it so much. And that's really what I'm hearing in your share, is like people just get to feel your heart and your pussy and your soul.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. It's so funny too because of the work I do, I, I don't watch porn really ever. Yeah. And, yeah. But I like what I create. People would call porn, which I don't call it that. But as an, yeah. like just from an outside perspective, you would see it and label it as that because it's yeah. it's in context. It's like intimate. Mm-hmm. genuine creation. Um, and the main reason why I don't is in conventional porn, the women never come or it's all performative. And I like, I get so angry just because of my own personal experience. If you're having plenty of orgasms your whole life and it's like fun for you to watch that, that's awesome. But because of my own personal experience of not having that and then seeing this perpetuated where it's a woman's orgasm isn't prioritized, it's all about the money shot for the man. Um, I, it, I just can't enjoy it or let myself enjoy it. So if I consume any, it's ethical porn because it's body inclusive, it's queer inclusive. It focuses on yeah. female pleasure. Um, and that's what I also think might, that is also my gift in the adult industry is like, it is all based on genuine pleasure for me. I'm not going to pretend just cause you asked for this content. I'm going to create it from a place where this is a real experience for me because I'm going to enjoy it. And you're going to enjoy it a lot more because it's authentic.
0: Totally. Totally. Well, and I think even it's like the, um, the women not having orgasms in pornography is really just a symptom of, like you said, it not being focused on a woman's pleasure because yeah. like, you know, right. Like their orgasm is like a, a small percentage of what's available in the pleasure world. You know, there's mm-hmm. so much that's available, and mm-hmm. and so like I think that's one of the easiest things we can look at to say like, hey, is this woman having pleasure? You know, and there's just like a whole treasure trove that's available if women are willing to be um, a demand, like you said, for creating and causing their own pleasure.
1: Yes, and to know that there's someone out there for you who wants to pleasure you. Like that was another thing I thought, not only was I broken, but I thought there was no man who really enjoyed pleasuring a woman that had kind of been my personal experience. And then you see them porn, like the man's always prioritized and my Mm -hmm. religious culture, the messaging I caught was you take care of the man. You don't worry about you. Um, and so I just thought this is just my life. This is my lot in life. I will go my whole life, uh, without experiencing this fan. I thought it was fantasy, and then as I was like getting out of my marriage and I like, it's cool. Like how art we're always a vibrational match or something. And as I was exiting my marriage, I was becoming a vibrational match for pleasure. And I started meeting more and more men. Cause I'm a, I'm a model. So I work with almost all male photographers. We're talking about these things. And I started meeting more and more male photographers who are like, are you kidding me? That's like the one thing I love to do. Like I like get off on pleasuring a woman. Like I don't need to have an orgasm as long as I know my woman has an orgasm. I'm like, the first oh time he told me that I'm like, he's lying. There's no way now he's, or he's the only man. He's the unicorn of the world. And then I met another man and then I met another man. And I was like, oh my God, there's, there's more than one in the world. Um, and so that like began to normalize my hunger and my desire to be ravished and cherished and pleasured. Um, and then the person I'm with currently, like we both came out of marriages where we weren't receiving pleasure from our mm-hmm. partners and then we found each other. And we both have like super high sex drives, and we are the kind of people who have sex for hours, and yeah. so like we're we're sexually compatible, and like we, and so we can also discover things about ourselves and with each other, and it's been incredibly healing. And as I'm like with him, I like I literally thought someone like him didn't exist, or if he did exist, I would never find him. But you're an, always a vibrational match or something. So the more that you own and demand and give permission and approval to your own desires, your own pleasure. You will call in the matches to help you fulfill those.
0: Oh, yes. Well, and my women know this, the, uh, I talk a lot about this, which is just expanding your havingness. Mm. So, you, I just really hear your journey has been uh, a complete journey of just continually expanding your havingness and what you can really receive. And as you receive yes. more, And you're grateful for that and you feel it in your body, then you can actually open to keep receiving even more.
1: I feel like that is like the one, like one hack of life that we don't talk about enough is so so much of up leveling, so much of having money, so much about pleasure is the art of allowing. Mm -hmm. It's less about chasing it down and trying to force it or manipulate it, it's the art of allowing, the art of receiving letting yourself have money, letting yourself receive pleasure, and then normalizing it and locking it in as a minimum standard. Yes. It is a minimum standard and expectation and demand of life that I make this much money. It is my minimum standard and my expectation and demand of life that I receive pleasure, that I have this many orgasms, that this is what my sex life is like. And mm-hmm. like you just said, the more you allow, the more you normalize, the more you can receive and it just gets better and better and better.
0: Yes. No, I I completely agree and and I've seen that to be true in my life like just mm-hmm. that my partners over the years you know it's like I just like keep up leveling yeah how much I can receive. And then I'm like, Oh wow. I just get to be delighted and be in my pleasure. And Oh, this guy like really wants to serve and pour out love and attention on me, which is, is, as you know, literally the best. Um, okay. This is amazing. I, well, I want to, um, you know, as we start to, um, get towards the end here, you know, in a moment I'll ask you kind of, uh, to share, a little bit about how you're working with people um, and how people get a, can get a hold of you. But even before we do that, I I want to um, go back to something that we talked about when I initially reached out to you, which is um, like the experiences that you have with people. Like people book one-on-one time with you, right? Like on yeah. on only fans. And, um, I want to hear just a little bit about what that's like, right? Because I think we have this perception of like, Oh yeah, you know, maybe we wanted to do a bunch of sexy poses or whatever. Tell us about just what is the experience like of connecting with your fans one-on-one and what do they
1: want? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yes. This question is like one of my favorite details about my work that I do. So obviously (laughs) I, I do sex work and like, it's very public and open. And I create this kind of content every day. And then I do, I offer one-on-one Skype sessions with my clients or fans and every single person who's booked, you think it'd be for sexy time. And all of them are asking for coaching advice. How can I make more money? I want to start my business. How do I do that? I want to leave my religion. I'm terrified. What do you recommend? Um, and I've had one client who shared about his the passing of his mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And I just heard and held space and just like loved on him. And then at the end of our time, he's like, oh man, next time I'll we'll have to do some sexy time. And like, then I did like a little show for him at the end of like yeah. my gift to him for like being open and vulnerable and sharing about this really deep and personal part of his life. So to me, it shows there is such a hunger and humanity to be seen in both areas, to have their desires fulfilled, to, but to also to be heard and validated and supported and coached. And so that's one thing I love about my OnlyFans is you get to have both. You get all the sexy content you want, and all the support that you desire, and so much healing and revolution and transformation happens inside my DMs and on these calls. And it, it is the light of my life. It is. Oh, I love my people. I love my my container. Oh, I love my work. Yeah. Well,
0: I can just, um, yeah, I just can feel how much of you and just, yeah, your heart and your soul that you bring to it. So I'm totally not surprised that that's where the conversations go. Like these are the real conversations that people want to have, you know, we don't need to be, uh, you know, in a performance, you know, mm-hmm. So um yeah, that is just totally. uh yeah it's just absolutely gorgeous um to hear that you're just the way you're standing
1: for humanity. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I'm like helping people bring back all parts themselves. Together.
0: Yeah. Well the integration it's like you don't yeah. actually have to choose between coaching mm-hmm. and stripping and you know I don't even know all the 9 million other things that you must do being a businesswoman, you know, mm-hmm. just like
1: you get to be the full at all. Yeah. And that's a really good principle at play. Cause I had the same fear that a lot of us have. If I'm my authentic self, whether it means I allow myself to customize our post sexy photos, or I want to do sex work or whatever, is it going to cost me? Like I was afraid if I do my only work, am I going to lose clients, my life coaching clients? Cause I was a life coach first and had, yeah. that, had that business first. Am I going to, is my business going to tank? the exact opposite happened? People seek me out because I I have an OnlyFans. People hire me as their coach because I'm a sex worker. My, business, my life coaching business has boomed because I'm living my truth. So that thing that you are afraid to reveal, unleash, express is going to be the very thing that people love you for, pay you for, and hire you for. Mm.
0: Oh, that's just, yep. Yeah. That's how it is. Oh, gorgeous. Well, Mm -hmm. so as we start to wrap up, um, tell the people all the things you have going on in your business, um, ways to connect with you.
1: Yeah. Yes. I don't know when this is being aired, um, but I'm hosting an OnlyFans because I'm getting a lot of people like, how do you start? Or they see how much money I'm making. And like, I want to make more money. How do you do that? No. Uh, and something I stand by is you get to make a shit ton of money doing what you love based on your values. You never have to do anything. You are not full in full alignment and full agreement with. And that is a, even especially true in only fans. You don't have to create certain content because you think that's required to make a lot of money. Mm-mm. I only do what I want to do. And I obviously make a lot of money. So if, if you want to join that, that's on Tuesday, January 26th at 11 a.m. California time, Great. Um, 297. It's, I will teach you all the things. Like there's no other training like this out there. Um, and there's just not a lot of OnlyFans creators who are making the kind of money that I, that I am making. Yeah. And I'm going to give you all the inside hacks to that. And if you can't attend it live, it's going to be recorded. So you can still sign up or pay for it even after the training. And I will send you the recording to help you Awesome. Get you're meant to be in your OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, so, so I highly recommend I'll that.
0: Put the, I'll put the yeah. link to that. Cause I think this will likely not be out before that. Okay. Uh, Cause we have a little queue going on. Um, yep. so, but if you, uh, I'll get the link from you. And so for yes. my listeners who are interested, I'll send the link in the show notes so they can still receive the recording if they want. The yes.
1: Show. Love it. Great. Okay. So that's available. Amazing. And then the, the few other main ways you can obviously do my OnlyFans. I fell about one new OnlyFans creator a month because I want to see how other women and creators are doing it and learn from yeah. them. And like, so you're welcome to come for a little bit and just see how I do it and get a feel for it or stay and hang around, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, or as a life coach, I offer one-on-one coaching. I offer, I run a high-end mastermind and okay. I teach online courses anywhere from, I uh, have one called How to Unfuck Yourself, one called Monetize Your Shit, one called sexy and free. Um, they're just incredible containers, depending what you're looking for. So those are all available to you. And we'd be happy to chat with you more if you're interested. Okay.
0: And uh should people go to your website or Instagram? Um, all the above? Yeah.
1: All the above. You can go to my website, Nicole Mitchell.com. My name is spelled with a K N-I-K-O-L-E. Um, Great. and that'll link to all my social medias. I'm the most active on Instagram and Facebook. Cool. Um, so come there. I check my DMs regularly. Um, so yeah, coming
0: out amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, we will make sure that uh, that the people have all the the avenues to get in touch with you. Mm-hmm. And um, y'all, personal note here: I just highly recommend following Nicole at a bare minimum. Follow her on Instagram. It will just light up your day. <laughs> The level of approval she brings uh, and just the amount of turn on. Mm -hmm. So, Nicole, thank you so much. You are a goddess. I'm so Mm -hmm. unbelievably grateful to be connected to you.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for the work that you do and sharing your story and having this platform and helping women and the world heal. It's Mm -hmm. incredible work.
0: Thank you so much. All right. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at mcduff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.